0: When I was a young college aged man, I was uh, was at work, bored out of my mind, (laughs) stuck behind the desk, literally playing solitaire. Remember that? Remember the old (laughs) solitaire? So this just like, and then I had hours to go. It was brutal. and then in walks this incredible young lady and i was like oh my gosh my day just got so much better and like she was absolutely stunning at least she was to me this was the 90s so there was a you know Tevas and hair braids involved, so basically she was like on the hippie spectrum, on the very hippie vibe, but regardless, she was just absolutely captivating, and she just took my breath away. And I just kind of got the nerve to talk to her. I just took a risk, I took a chance And she just started talking back. And I was nervous and I was excited. And then she left my work. She says, okay, bye. And I sat down, picked up my solitaire game. I'm like, Josh, what's the matter with you? And so I got up, left my work, ran down the street. I grabbed her and I asked her out. I said, will you go out with me tonight? And she said, yes. <laughs> and so we had our first date. It went well. Well enough to have another date. And in that date, things got a little more spicy like i mean i was i was in i was completely uh spellbound like there was like all i could do day and night was just i was just obsessed with her i I thought about her all the time and when i was in her presence like it was just it was intoxicating Then we embraced in the street, had had a kiss in the street, and it was just like, man, like I was done. And and we had another date, and things changed a little bit. She got a little possessive. She got a little controlling. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Okay, whatever. But then she'd get really sweet again. And then she started talking about things that were a little dark. And I remember this vividly at the dinner table. She says, Josh, do you want to come over to my apartment? And I'm like, yes! But in my mind, (laughs) (laughs) yes! And then she says, we'll open a bottle of wine. And then I'll light some candles in a circle. And we'll sit in the middle of this circle. Now, there's been a few times in my life where I have heard the audible voice of God. This was one of them. And it was, run! I mean, this girl was about ready to pull a dead cat out of the bag and throw it on me. I mean, she was absolutely bonkers. Like, and, okay, and I even remember the, the face because the angelic face turned to, frankly, a very controlling, demonic face. And there was this, it was just the strangest feeling just to be stuck in between two worlds. One of, uh, frankly... Uh, high hormones, fleshly desire of a young man, and then realizing that you're just you're, you're, you're being deceived. Like you are literally in the presence of evil here. Like this is just beyond a hot chick. like this chick has an assignment from hell for you. And I mean, the scary thing is is that like, I was I was flirting with it. I was flirting with evil. I didn't necessarily know it, but I was flirting with evil. I was dating evil. Now, the truth of the matter is the Lord was speaking to me the whole time. He was speaking to me while I was playing at solitaire at work and when the girl walked in. Like, like God was there the whole time. Like, if I was listening, if I was wise, I would have picked up on it immediately and I would not have asked her out. I would not have gone on a date with evil. Yeah? Yeah? Guys, okay. I wouldn't have done it if I was a, if I was a wise young man, but let's just, I wasn't a wise young man at that time. I was a dumb young man at that time, and i uh, I flirted with I flirted with sin. You see, sin and temptation and those. Things that uh, that draw our eyes away, the things that we listen to. Um, it, it's more than just it's more than just uh, impulse drives. It's a spiritual. In some cases, it's a spiritual entity that wants to go into relationship with you. See, the devil just doesn't want to make you stumble. He wants to go into a relationship with you, a highly dysfunctional, uh, territorial, tyrannical relationship where you're his slave and he's your master. That's the type of relationship he desires for you. Now, this is um, strange times because you ever heard the term the devil's in the details? Like sometimes it's really hard to discern what is evil and what is not and I'd probably say now more than ever I mean like most of you know what something when something is evil like it's pretty in your face but then there's also the little things the little subtleties that maybe you're just not quite sure about you know it 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 looks pretty it sounds good it's attractive you like it here's the problem with things that you like Is that the the heart of men and women are desperately wicked and they desire dark things. Your heart, the way that your heart was uh, born, it was born to desire wicked things. It's called original sin. The good news is, is that you and I are created in the image of God, the Imago Dei, which trumps the wickedness of your heart. So your original identity and your original destiny is to be a child of God, a son and daughter of God. Identity is so incredibly important now more than ever. You have to say, like your primary person of who you are, who you believe that you are in all of your heart is that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is your father. And you need to be able to say, I'm a son and I'm a daughter of the king. That's the beginning of it, and so this relational aspect that we have with God. And Michael Jones did an incredible uh, two sermon series on our on what our uh, our mission here at Granite Creek is: relationship, not religion. Yeah, so we we know that we need to be. In relationship with God. It's like a no-duh. It needs to be a relationship experience. You need to be able to talk to God. You need to be able to see the 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 God the Father as a heavenly father who loves you and has the best intention for you. You need to see Jesus. You need to go into a personal relationship, a conversational relationship with Jesus, because he is a man. He is still a man. He still has a body. He still has ears. He still has eyes. You need to go into a conversational relationship with your Savior. You have a conversation with him. And you also need to go into a relationship with the Holy Spirit. See, the reason why I almost ended up doing witchcraft in some crazy person's basement, the reason why I almost did that is because I was not in a personal relationship with wisdom. Yeah, was not, be, was not making wise decisions. Wisdom is more than just uh, knowing the right thing and the wrong thing to do. Wisdom is way beyond your college education. Wisdom is not just, you know, gaining more information so that you can dump it on people and you can be famous. That is not, wisdom is, is so much superior than knowledge. And we have to have it as a church, as a believer, as individuals. You have to be wise these days. Not just knowledgeable, but wise. Being able to discern what is right and wrong, where God is leading you, where the devil is leading you. You have got to understand what wisdom is, and wisdom is a relationship. You have to go into relationship with it. You can't just say, "I want to be a wise person. I want to be smarter." You have to go into relationship with wisdom. It's a re- It's it's not a transaction. It's a dance. Proverbs talks all about it. It won't be up on your screen. So either try and follow along. I actually I just recommend that you just listen. Proverbs chapter 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, the king of Israel. Now let's pay attention to their language here. For attaining wisdom and discipline, for understanding words of insight, for acquiring a disciplined and prudent life, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to the simple, knowledge And discretion to the young some of our young people need a little discretion right let the wise listen and let their learning and let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables for sayings and riddles of the wise all right you should probably if you are following along Underline this one, memorize it, get it into your head. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. So I know that that might might seem like a counterintuitive statement. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. Yeah. Truth of the matter is you're going to fear something. Fearing the Lord is actually a healthy thing. Being in awe of him, knowing that he is the creator of the universe, and technically we're, you know, from his perspective, we're on par with ants. And yet he loves us dearly, and he considers us his children. Co-equals with Christ, as the New Testament will say. He loves you and values you so much. So, when we fear the Lord, it's in a position of awe and of reverence. It is not in this dysfunctional view of an abusive father. Hopefully, you can see the difference. I know that after 20. Twenty-two years of ministry, I've counseled a number of people that have had to deal with father wounds from abusive natural fathers. It's hard. It kind of skews their perception of a loving heavenly Father. But the truth is the truth. Our God, the Father, is loving. He's caring, He's kind. He's asking you to fear him out of a point of reverence and honor and not out of submission. He wants the best for you. Amen. chapter two. Now listen to this, this is relational language. My son. So this is God. okay this is um, you know this is Solomon speaking, but this is also spiritual text. So listen to it as it's being spoken to you. My son, you could say daughter in there if you want. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, if you call out for inside and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look at it as for silver... And if you search for it as a hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. All right, so there's a lot going on here. What's being said is you have to pursue this. Like if you want to be wise, you have to go after, you have to ask for it. Proverbs will go on to say, if you lack wisdom, you just ask for it. And uh, if you've been walking with the Lord for a very long time or maybe even a short while, you know that you need to ask more than once. You need to keep on asking. Oh my God, hasn't answered my prayer. Oh, then pray again. Don't give up on your prayer life just because he didn't answer your prayer the first time you prayed it. God does not inhabit the, the whinings of his people. You have to seek wisdom. You have to, this spiritual wisdom that we, are, that you're, that we need to go into a relationship with, uh, you need to value it more than you value your 401k, more than you value your income, more than you value your TV, more than you value your, your phone. Like, wisdom is supreme, the scriptures say. So at all costs, you get wisdom. Although it costs you everything that you have immaterially, you get wisdom at all costs because it's supreme. It it's better than rubies and gold and silver, the most valuable thing that you could ever acquire in your entire life is wisdom. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He holds victory in store for the upright. He holds victory in store for the upright. Do you know that the path of wisdom leads to victory? And what I'm not, this isn't like a, I'm not trying to, it's not self help stuff. Amen. But the victorious lifestyle is a choice. Mm-hmm. The victorious lifestyle is a mindset. And a principle under the category of wisdom. So if you're seeking wisdom, it's going to get you closer and closer to a victorious lifestyle. A whole different perspective, a whole different way of carrying yourself for the church, the victorious church is... A collective mindset that says that the gates of hell will not prevail against what's going on. And not only do you have to choose a victorious path, you have to believe that you're victorious even though that you're not. Do you believe that you're saved? Can you prove that you're saved? No, you have to believe that you're saved. You just know that you know that you know that you're going to heaven. Like there's just no doubt about it. If you're having doubts about that, well, we'll work on that later. (laughs) He is a shield to those who walk in blamelessness. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of the faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and fair, every good path. For wisdom enters the heart. Did you guys catch that? Where does does wisdom go into? Is your brain? Your mind? Is it rational? Is it reasonable? It is but wisdom resides in the heart and knowledge will be a will be pleasant to your soul discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men and uh, the ways of wicked women wisdom says run son You get out of there right now. You have no business being in that situation. Get out now before it's too late. Wisdom will save you from the waves of the wicked, from men whose words are perverse. Verse 16. It will save you also from the adulteress, from the wayward wife with her seductive words, who have left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. For her house leads down to death and her paths to the spirit of the dead. None who go to her will return or attain the path of life. Thus, you will walk in the ways of good men and keep the path of the righteous. Now, this, is, uh, this could definitely be... Con- you could take this literally... There is this consistent theme from the very beginning to the end. There is this twisting of Eve. There's this there is the this abomination of, of Eve. In Revelation is the whore of Babylon. It is the opposite of Mary. And this temptress comes into your life to take you on crooked paths. So you could say, you could could easily say, you could take it literally, right? Like there's literal people that will do it. But these are spiritual truths that we're talking about now. So. You know, literally, I could have gone into a literal relationship with that gal back in the day. Uh, Maybe some of you have had that experience. Some of you have dated bad boys, because this isn't just a guy thing, right? You ever dated a bad boy? Why do we do that? I've never dated a bad boy, by the way. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) it is put that put that out there never went down that path (laughs) but why do you do that why do we date crazy i shouldn't say crazy that's a bad word it's not very pc for me to say that why do we date wicked women and why do we date bad boys we like it right We like the mystery, we like the rush, we like the danger. That's why we do it, it's what our hearts are attracted to. The wise heart says, that's not, you know that's not good. You know that person's not good. You know the situation's not good, stop. And. The truth of the matter is, most of the time, when wisdom speaks in that way, it's, it's just the whisper, right? So you need to be tuned in. Like, you can't be playing solitaire. Like, you need to be tuned in. And if it gets really bad, you might get an audible voice. You might get, like, this, he might just shock you right out of that situation because he loves you so much. But um, the Lord is sovereign, amen? amen? He's got power to do whatever he wants to do. I am so grateful that the sovereign voice of God said run, right? Like it was it was you know, I was about ready to make a choice and God intervened. Amen. Aren't we glad he did that? If your kid is playing in the street and a car is coming down the 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 street, driving too fast, you're gonna yell at your kid, right? Or you're gonna run out in the street and grab him. Or you're gonna violate your kid's free will to save his life. Amen. And that's what our, that's what our heavenly Father does. That's that's what He did to me. He's done that to me several times. But as you grow and as you mature, you know, if I'm if I'm horsing around in the middle of the street. I'm, a, I'm a, a middle-aged man now. My dad's going to be like, well, he's old enough. If he gets hit, it's his fault. <laughs> right? My dad is not going to violate my free will. He's like, that kid ought to have enough sense to quit playing in the street. All right, church, let's quit playing in the street. Right? How many times does God need to save you? How many times does he need to violate your will? Grow up. It's game time. We need to start being Christian adults. We need to start being mature Christians that are not blown by the wind in every weird little teaching that comes along. This is why wisdom is supreme now more than ever. We have to have it. All right. So, literally, quit going into relationships with evil women and bad boys. Can I get an amen? Amen. Figuratively. Metaphorically. Spiritually, quit quit flirting around with evil. Quit dating her. She's no good for you. Quit dating that guy. I'm talking spiritually now. Spiritual matters. Quit it. They're not good for you. We need to quit going into relationships with what we know is sin. Chapter 3. My son, do not forget my teachings, but keep my commands where? In your heart. They will prolong your life for many years and will bring you prosperity. There's that victory language again. God wants you to win. He wants you to be victorious. He wants you to be prosperous. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Okay, uh, love, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Remember when I said you had to pursue wisdom? You had to keep on asking and keep on and never quitting? Like this is a, you have to pursue wisdom like you would per- pursue something that you want. It's, got, it's, it's more valuable than rubies, it's more valuable than gold. Okay, we need to see love and faithfulness in the same category. This is something you pursue. Love is not an emotion. Love just doesn't happen to you like warm fuzzies. You know what happens to you like warm fuzzies? Hot chicks. the desires of the flesh those are warm fuzzies those those feelings happen to you and your and your flesh resonates with it but you no know, true love is not an emotion true love is a choice if you've been married for more than 20 years you understand that true love is a choice and faithfulness is also a choice think about how many times you wanted to peace out. Maybe you wanted to peace out on your marriage. Maybe you wanted to peace out on your church. Maybe you wanted to peace out on your family. Maybe you wanted to peace out on your job. Why? Because you didn't like them anymore. You didn't like that situation. Everybody's a bunch of idiots. And so you're just going to peace out. But faithfulness, faithfulness is also a choice. It's because you don't Feel like being in anywhere that I don't feel like being married to this person anymore. You know this. This political party is not meeting my personal needs anymore. Well, that's different. I shouldn't talk politics. Yeah. Forget about your political party. It stinks. Faithfulness and love says here, is it, it, where did it go? Chapter three, verse three. Okay, here we go. Faithfulness, love and faithfulness never leave you. What do you do with them? You bind them around your neck and you write them on the tablet of your heart. Uh, if you if you ever see the Jewish people, when they're when they're getting into their intense prayer, and they're they they're rocking back and forth. They're they're going into frankly they're just going into some meditative states, like they're pushing hard in the presence of God. And they've got these things that they wrap around their hands, and they, they tie these things to their foreheads. And they have a box on their forehead. And they're just, they're, they're, they're acting it out. And I think we kind of need to do something similar to this. Like we just need to write this love and we need to write faithfulness on our heart. It is, it is a choice that you make to write it on your heart. Faithfulness needs to be wrapped up and wrapped up and wrapped up. Even though you don't want to do it, you've got to be faithful. You've got to be faithful to the Lord. You've got to be faithful to others. You've got to be faithful to your spouse. You can't give up. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Okay, this one, no one likes this. And lean not on your own understanding. Wait a minute, I thought I knew everything. I thought I understand what's going on. I, 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 I deem myself a wise person. I understand the situations. I can read a room. Man, we... we you lean on your own understanding and you're going to be deceived. We have this incredible ability as humans to believe our own lies and deceive ourselves. I mean, sometimes the devil doesn't even need to deceive us. We do a really good job of doing it ourselves. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline, and do not resist or rebuke, because the, Lord's dis- the Lord disciplines those he loves. Amen? So if you're feeling disciplined, um, guess what? Lord loves you. That's his love language for you right now is a little bit of discipline. It's kind of like when you get a spanking as a kid. This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. I'm like, Dad, no, it's not. (laughs) I think think Pastor Larry probably spanked me once. (laughs) I'll, I'll leave it alone. Okay. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom. The man who gains understanding. Okay, pay attention to this next part. Ready? You guys, okay, remember what I said earlier? Don't go into relationship with wicked women, figuratively or metaphorically, right? Now listen to this. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom. The man who gains understanding. For she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and her paths are paths of peace. She is a tree of life for those who embrace her, for those who lay hold of her. They will be blessed. Proverbs will go on to say that wisdom that she calls out in the streets for anyone who will hear, for anyone who will listen. So, yeah, you you need to break up with your old girlfriend, your old boyfriend, metaphorically and physically. But if you don't go into a new romantic relationship with wisdom, you're going to be lost. Jesus describes it this way, he's like, if I cast out all these demons, and if you do not, and if your house is swept clean, if you kick all the demons out of the house of your heart and all the evils taken away, and if it's all swept clean, and if you do not replace that with the Holy Spirit, then they're, they're gonna come back with a lot more this time. So you can you can do some self-will stuff, you can like straighten yourself up because you know what you're doing that's wrong. You can you can straighten yourself up, but you have to replace it. You need to rebound. You need to dump the the bad boy and start dating the good guy. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? You have to go into you have to go into a romantic relationship with wisdom. You need, she will embrace you. She's calling out to you. Like you, you literally, she's calling out to you in the streets. You need to embrace wisdom and go into that, that intimate relationship with her. You need, this is, girls, this might be weird. But for guys, you need to embrace her. Girls, you need to embrace wisdom. Gals, sometimes it's not fair because we have to be in love with Jesus, and sometimes that's a little hard for guys. Yeah, it is. Sometimes it's a little hard. So it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. When you embrace wisdom and you go into a relationship with her, Clarity sets in. A lot of crazy things going on in the world this day. There's a lot of things that require what we call discernment. Discernment's a fancy word for trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong. There's a lot of lies that are being broadcast all over the place. We just don't necessarily know what's true and what's not. You know, it makes sense that, uh, you know, For maybe you understand, like, it makes sense that I would get an audible voice from the Lord saying, hey, probably not a good idea to go over to that gal's house, right? Like, that makes sense. I'm going to tell you where else, because, again, I've only had a handful of moments where I've gotten audible voices from God, you want to know where I got another audible voice from God in a church service? It's like, yeah, this is not a good place. Like what they're practicing here, it looks hyper spiritual. It looks amazing. But you you need to leave. Cuz this is not this is not church. This is a cult. How do you know? How do you know Granite Creek's not a cult? Well, you better have discernment. I am excited about revival. Talk about it all the time. Um, I've done some, you know, armchair research on revival movements over the years. This is one of the things that I like to look into. So there's a revival going on at Asbury University right now. It's about a week and a half in of nonstop prayer and worship. And I haven't been there physically myself, but I've been looking online. It looks real, folks. Like, I feel that my discernment is saying, yeah, this is of the Lord. A couple of Like thousands and thousands of people are being reached. People from all over the world are flying to, was it Kentucky? Like, like who flies to Kentucky? (laughs) They don't want to go home. People don't want to leave. There's no lasers. There's no smoke machine. We've got more tech up here than they do. Yep. And so, um, all right. My, my logical brain says, all right, is this of the Lord or is it not? So you just do a little bit of research. You do a little bit of plugging in and I'm like, okay, it looks weird. It looks okay. Um, it's a... It's a Methodist, it's a Wesleyan Methodist university. So it is a Christian school. And um, they're not Pentecostal charismatic. So this isn't like part of their mission statement. Like their mission statement at the university is to to bring revival and renewal to the world. It's not that's not who they are. And so what's kind of exciting about it is God's just, showing up and being God. And I was, just, I was just praying, like, okay, God, how do I respond to this? This seems, it's just fascinating. Is this of you or is it not? And then I watched the sermon. So I, I think that, you know, whenever you see worship services, you need to listen to the message that was preached prior to it. And if they're preaching the gospel That's a good start. And they're preaching the gospel. And this is, look, God does whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. Did they earn a revival? Probably not. But God's sovereign. He shows up wherever he wants to show up. This was the right place in the right time. This This is it. Are they more spiritual than we are? no are they spiritually superior to all the other churches in the area no they're not i mean they could be but that's not the reason why god did it like frankly we don't even know why god did it but that's where he decided to do it i'm sure that there's probably some more devout faithful people somewhere else And trying to understand how to respond to big moves of God like this, one thing that we need to do to position our hearts is to say, All right, God's doing something there. It really looks like God's doing something special there. For churches like ours, who have a, you know, we pray for people in the morning, we seek God, we pray. We believe that God's going to pour out his Holy Spirit. These are the things that we desire. These are the desires of our heart. Do you know how easy it would be for me to listen to the wrong spirit, to say, oh, they're doing it wrong. Like, we, we know what we're doing because this is, this, is our, this is our stuff. So I just need to go over there and I need to tell them how to run a revival because they don't know how to do it. Because they're, they're Methodists. They're Wesleyan. Uh, Wesley was a huge revivalist, by the way. So that's one thing that we can't do. When, see, wisdom requires discernment, and wisdom also requires an attitude of a heart that says, okay, this is what God's doing, and I'm going to bless what God's doing. Another inappropriate response, I believe, would be say, oh, they're all deceived. They're all just emotionally worked up. Like, we don't know that. I mean, it doesn't look like that they are. And again, they're Methodists. So, <laughs> I could say that about some of our own people. In discerning whether it is a move from God, one of the things that you should look at, again, is the heart of the message. Like, again, they, they didn't necessarily... Earn this outpouring of God. God wanted to do it, but what they did do is they did do business with God. In the message that the pastor gave, he talks about love. He says, "Hey, everybody, do you love me?" It's kind of a he asked them an awkward question. Do you love me? And they're just like, "Uh." Okay kind of awkward right he says do you love the people that you're sitting next to can you can you literally look to somebody next to you and say I love you can you forgive people that have hurt you can you be faithful to people to this group of people he made the gospel and love a challenge, because the, from what I understand, like there was um, some unhealthy behavior in the college students. There was some clickiness going on. That they not everybody liked each other. But when the challenge was presented, you know, the Word of God says that we must love one another and we must love our neighbor, right? And when they made that decision to do that, then they started a worship service that hasn't stopped yet around the clock, 24 hours a day. Because they went into a relationship with, with what the Holy Spirit wanted to do. I once went, I think this was probably a good 15 years ago, I, want, I once went to a revival service because I was hungry for the Lord, right? I was hungry for a move of the Spirit. And I went, and it was great, And then I came back here and the Lord showed me I'm here too. So the same spirit of God that's working in Asbury is working here. It's basically how we respond to it, how we respond to what he wants to do inside of his timing. I had the same experience with the presence of God in this building that I had at this revival meeting. I had the same experience, the same love of God in my car than I did in this building. Look, God will love you at a revival meeting. He'll love you in this building. He'll love you at home. He'll love you in the car. He'll love you wherever you allow him to love you. Just allow the Lord to love you. Just see what can take place. Wisdom, when we are pushing into wisdom, it will lead us into love. It will lead us into faithfulness. it will also lead you into victory. Love, faithfulness, victory. Again, these are all things that you choose. These are things that don't just happen to you. If I could have the band come to the front, I'm going to close with Romans 8. And go ahead and grab your elements, and let's get that ready. And so we're about to get relationship, relational with God right now. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Jesus says that we eat of this meal in memory of him. I can't get away without reading the whole thing. Sorry. Romans eight twenty eight. For we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed in the likeness of his son. He wants you to be more like his son today. That he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those that he predestined, he also called. He called also, he justified. Those he justified, he glorified. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? That's a word of wisdom right there. If God is for you, who can be against you? You don't need to be confused. This is a discerning word. This should be clarity to your life. He, who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he also, not along with him, graciously give us all things? What does God give us? All things. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is it that condemns? Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written for you, for your sake, we will face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Then he says, he's quoting that. Then he says, no, in all things... We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is the body of Christ. This is how he shows his love to you. If you are a part of the body of Christ, if you receive this into your very being, you are becoming wise. This is a wise decision. This is a decision, not an emotion. Receive wisdom today. Receive the body of Christ. And this is the drink of victory. There is victory in this cup for you. Do you know that if you're in relationship with the world, everything is dark, everything is confusing, you don't know which way to go, you don't know the difference between right and wrong. Now this clears it all up. This relationship with Jesus, this relationship with wisdom, it takes that wicked heart and it purifies it. it, Let's purify our hearts right now. Let's allow Jesus to wash away all of our sins and become blameless in his presence. Receive the blood of Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Thank you, Lord. If I could have the ushers come to the front as we return to the Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness and your ties, returning to the, returning to the storehouse. Let's pray for victory right now. Should bow your heads. Heavenly Father. We confess our sin to you. We confess for flirting with the enemy. We Thank you so much that you've stepped in over and over again. And today we choose to go into relationship with wisdom. We pray that you make us wise children. Not tossed back and forth not confused. God, may the hallmarks of wisdom be expressed in our being through love and faithfulness and may we be a victorious people and not a victimhood people. We pray this in your name. God bless you richly as you give back to the Lord. forward for prayer tonight, and your eyesight sights better. Just raise your hand. Just gotta check. Oh, praise God! And you in the back, praise God. The Lord loves to heal people. Requires faith. Let's allow God to move in our lives, in our church. He's a good God. He wants to pour out his love. Maybe, just maybe, Granite Creek could be the center of a revival someday. Yeah. Amen. I'm good to go. Yeah. Just so you know, I won't uh, force the Holy Spirit and tell the Holy Spirit what to do. That's called uh, quenching the Spirit. Not a good thing. But we'll be obedient, amen? We will be obedient if God wants to keep us here 24-7. But until that moment, we're going to need help setting up some tables and chairs. So, uh, we, have our, uh, we have our servant appreciation dinner, so we just need some warm bodies to help set up the tables and the chairs. And um, it's going to be a great night of celebration. If you want to join us, please do. We have a special performance by our own Creekside Collective. They have written an original song that they want to share with you. So it's going to be a it's going to be a fun night of food, music, and fellowship. It's love to have you come out. All right, let's uh, let me send you off with a blessing. May the Lord bless you, and may He keep you. May He cause His face to shine upon you, to turn towards you in your times of need and to give you a wise heart and a knowledgeable mind. May the Lord fill your home and your life with that peace of God, that love of God that transcends all of this craziness. May he give you clarity of mind. May he give you confidence in the spirit. And may he give you victory in your life. Believe that you have it, church. You might not feel like it, but believe that you have it. Be faithful. God is with you. God bless you guys. Have a great week.